you know, for us from the beginning, we're like, this business is founded on the Lord and we just want to go wherever God leads us. I mean, we were like arms open wide the whole way and have continued to try to be that way in every possible manner. And God has just wowed us. Welcome to the Faith Inspire podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Do you have a go-to treat that makes you feel joyful every time you eat it? The one that makes you stop, pause, take a breath, and give thanks for the present moment? That's nautical bowls for me. The tasty and wholesome ingredients take me to a happy place every time I eat them. I've always wondered how Rachel and Bryant Amundsen, the founders of Nautical Bowls, created and curated an experience that went beyond the circular walls of the plastic bowls that hold the deliciousness and goodness. As I found in my conversation with Rachel, the secret ingredient is God. The high-energy, dream-big couple has built their business on the backbone of their faith. Prayer, discerning God's voice, and a steadfast desire to be obedient have taken the couple on a journey navigating a successful business in a beautiful growing family. It's been a chaotic, wild ride, but Rachel and Bryant wouldn't have it any other way. So listen in as I chat with Rachel about operating your business and life with God in the driver's seat, how it's possible to grow a thriving business and career while growing your family, and how you can manage the unmanageable and view a full schedule as a full life of joy. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you on the show today and hear your story of what life has been like building your incredibly successful business, Nautical Bowls. And I have to tell you, um, it's something that we didn't chat about in our pre-interview conversation, but Nautical Bowls has a special place in my heart. It's actually my birthday treat that I give myself every year on my birthday. I go, after I drop off the kids, I take a whole day off of work and I go straight to Nautical Bowls and I have my Nautical Bowl. I sit outside and I just like sit in quiet and soak it in and just devour the deliciousness of what Nautical Bowls is. So just want to thank you. Love that. Have you gotten your free birthday bowl then? Have you used your free birthday bowl? I haven't bowl? yet. What? I haven't yet. So I know I'm paid for it every year. <laughs> I was like, birthday I, and you don't use your free birthday bowl. Well, next time. I know. Next year. <laughs> now, now I will. Now I will for sure. There it's even going to be that much more special. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. So it's so good to have you on. And I just want to get started really by jumping in to, you know, who you are and then the nautical bowl story. Well, what is the origin of it and where are you guys today with it? So Bryant and I, we met in, my husband Bryant and I, we met in college and I went to school in Southern California. I'm from Excelsior, Minnesota, lived here my whole life, but went to school in Southern California and acai bowl stores were really everywhere. I mean, it was like Starbucks out there. And every time I ate at one, I'm like, 
we literally have nothing like this in Minnesota and this is so good. Why don't we have this? And Bryant says that when we look back, he says that I was the one who talked about starting the business. So I don't ever remember that because I'm like right here, right today, right now. I don't really remember ever being much of a dreamer other than like, I want seven kids. I'd love to live on the lake. Like that's where my dreams, you know, go. But I'm like here today. And Bryant's Mr. Futuristic Dreamer, put it to life, inspiration and whatnot. So I, looking back, I don't remember being the one talking about making a business out of it, but he says that I always said that. And so when we got married, we were like, we should start something together. So we're, our list of things we wanted to do, the criteria was need to be able to wear like athletic attire all day long. I don't want to dress up for anybody <laughs> and needs to like be active and healthy and in line with everything that we really care about. And the reason we wanted to start a business was so that we could really have like freedom of time with our family and be intentional and be at all the things, you know, be at all the chaos throughout their childhood and financial freedom, of course, too. And just being able to like make an impact and choose kind of what that impact can be. And yeah, so we played around with ideas and landed on acai because it was very easy. We're like, um, all right, well, we'll have no competition because it doesn't exist here. Let's do it. So we kind of started the business plan. I think in November, I was working a different job that I had so much. I'd like finish everything they gave me to do. And then I'm like, they gave me nothing else to do. Okay, I'm going to go do more. And then it's like three o'clock. I'm like, haven't heard from them. All right, I'm going to start a business plan. So November that started. And then we opened in May. I was pregnant with Oliver. So had Oliver in August. And it's just been a whirlwind since then. You know, for us from the beginning, we're like, this business is founded on the Lord and we just want to go wherever God leads us. I mean, we were like arms open wide, the whole way and have continued to try to be that way in every possible manner. And God has just wowed us. I mean, we had no intentions or plans to franchise. I mean, we were like a hard no on franchising actually, because we met with somebody who is pretty known in the Minnesota community and literally left that meeting. And she's like, if you can take anything from this meeting, it's don't franchise. We're like, great. Check that off. Didn't plan to. Sounds good. But since we opened, it was just like person after person reaching out, wanting to franchise. I mean, we had this spreadsheet of names and we're like, well, we're not franchising, but we'll let you know if anything changes. And then I'd forward the email to Bryant. He'd leave it unread. And it's just like this pit in our stomach. And for us and our faith, it's like if we have peace about a situation, we just keep going. And then the second we don't have peace and we feel like, nope, red flag. And we just feel that discernment in our heart, we turn the other way. And for us, that's the way that God has led our lives and our business. And Just like right now, looking at our four-year-old, he's in August birthday. So it's like, does he go to kindergarten? Does he not go to kindergarten? And I don't ever really listen to outside voices. I mean, I really try to ignore everybody else's opinion because I'm like, I want to know if I feel peace from the Lord over this. And if our family feels peace, then we're going to do that. So we've really led that way with nautical bowls. And we just did not have peace with these people wanting to franchise. I was like, Brian, why are people reaching out wanting to franchise? because our original plan was like regional market dominance, you know, 20 to 25 locations in the Midwest and fast forward. So we opened 2018 in Minnetonka, food truck 2019, Eden Prairie 2020. So Oliver 2018, food truck 2019, Rayland 2020, sunny 2022. It's kind of been, it wasn't like a kid per location. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, we're franchising now. That's not going to happen. And we met up with Peter Townton in August. Rayland was like a newborn. So August of 2020, And the whole point of meeting with him was just to network. Like Brian's always been networking and I've always been full-time with the kids while also doing nautical bowls by literally the grace of God. And 
he's like, well, are you business partners with your wife? We'll make sure she's there. And that to me, I look back and I'm like, man, that little detail, that detail that God did not leave out was so important because if I was not there and Brian came home and like Peter Townsend wants the franchise, I'd be like, yeah, no, <laughs> like, okay. And we met with him and he told his story. We told ours and he's like, you guys need to franchise this. And we're like, mm. he's like, and I would love to be a part of it. And we're like, well, what does that look like? What does that mean? And it just like, when he brought it up, it was just like this overwhelming piece. And it was like, this is what I've given you like from the Lord. And because we had that instant piece, it was like, we didn't need to question it. We didn't need to go back and sit and analyze the situation. I mean, we were literally all in, we got in the car and Brian's like, are we going to do this? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, that's it. That's that fast. And usually he kind of leans on my, like my opinion. Cause Brian's so go with the flow and like very emotionally steadfast and I'm very not. <laughs> so anyway, we started franchising, signed an agreement. A couple days later, we prayed over the agreement. Peter closed in prayer and it just felt really good. And like, we've just been, it's been drinking from a fire hose ever since and quite the journey. So here we are, we have 30, oh, I should have had the website pulled up, 39 locations open and 156 or seven or eight or nine awarded. And it's been a lot of work, but we've really tried to prioritize, you know, our faith and our family and having fun while doing it, which to some people can look like you're not working because you're prioritizing fun. So we just work really hard to make it fun and make it not work because then it's not fun. <laughs> That's an incredible story. That's a very long answer to one question. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's so good. So good. I love that context. And I also love that you really take time to hear from the Lord and walk in that peace and be obedient to where he's calling you. And like you had said, you've just built your business with God as your guide and basically like in your CEO seat. So how has that made you, and you've alluded to it a little bit, but how has that made you operate your business differently? Like what has that actually looked like for you in the day-to-day? -day? Yeah. Well, actually our CEO is Peter. I don't really have, Brian and I don't have titles. We were founders and Oliver was CEO for three years. <laughs> and now it's like, if I could pick a title that would make sense because I'm not in the day-to-day full-time anymore. And you can't have like a leadership, like people rely on you when you pop in and pop out. But I'm like culture and the training and the experience. And I've always done brand and marketing and I'm still doing that, but also just culture. So Brian and I were like, if we were to have a title, Brian says his title is village idiot because he thinks that's funny. But <laughs> you see other businesses that are operating. How do you stand out differently because God is your guide? Yeah. Um, being bold in our faith. I mean, honestly, it's something that you'll hear people say all the time. You got to separate your faith and the business. You have to separate your faith and the whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's not what we founded the business on. I mean, we founded on keeping God a part of it. And if we were to then now separate, I mean, that wasn't the fundamental base of nautical bulls. And God's been so faithful to our obedience and I mean, you won't see us sitting and preaching on a pedestal, but we will try so hard that our our core values and our actions and our leadership portray the love of Jesus, the joy of Jesus, the peace that comes from God. And our prayer from the beginning has been that like our four walls, that when people walk in, they would just feel the joy of the Lord. Like they would just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And there would be something about the experience that they're like, whoa. And honestly, the way people are obsessed with these bowls, it does not make any sense. Like it doesn't make sense. It's acai. But that's been our prayer, and it's been so cool to see the ways that God has answered that prayer throughout 
the years. Like we've had people write us handwritten notes saying that they chose to come to Nautical Bowls to have a really hard conversation with an in-law they hadn't talked to in 10 years. They chose to come to Nautical Bowls to write their brother's obituary because they felt peace. One was a handwritten note our grand opening weekend saying that like the joy and the presence of the Holy Spirit is so present in this room. And I, we didn't even know her. And it just was like God reaffirming, like, I'm doing this, not you, first of all. And our grand opening weekend, actually, back in 2018, there were just different people in the room throughout or in the store throughout the day that I had known from the community. And they were kind of in the food industry and could basically, my fear was, and that's the problem right there is my fear, me saying that and feeling that was that they could just take their deep pockets and kind of copy everything that we just grinded to create. And we created it on our own. I mean, like the menu, the everything, Bryant and I sat down coming up with all of it. And of course, we didn't create the acai concept, but it was really hard seeing those people in there because I'm like, they're just going to copy what we did. And then we're, we were sitting by a bonfire that grand opening day. Um, and I just was expressing that to Bryant. And I like took a deep breath and I looked up in the clouds and I have never, prior to this experience, I've never really had God speak to me in a vision, like in a dream maybe that I didn't even recognize later, but like there was a vivid blue anchor in the clouds and then there was three and then there was five and then there was 15 and there was like a hundred, so many blue anchors and Bryant saw them too. And it just was like, Hey, like sit down. This is, if anything's going to multiply, it's nautical bowls. And it's because I'm doing it, not you. And it's because it's my business, not yours. And so we've really held on to that promise from the beginning. And now it's just like full, it's not full circle. It's not even close to full circle because we never know God's full plan. Right. But it's just like franchising. Okay. Meeting Peter and franchising instead of 20 stores. And then I just go back to the anchors. Every time I go back to God's promise of you do the work and I'll flood the doors and as Christians, it's really hard to keep God a part of all the little decisions too. But there's actually been our new um, director of marketing. God has, first of all, God has given us like the most perfect people in the right positions when we need them. I mean, we pray about, hey, God, we need a new general manager or we need to hire this marketing person that I have to trust, can think the way that I've thought and can take over this baby for me. And so I can step away and take over like really being intentional with my real babies. And her and I have done prayer back and forth a lot and it's been so awesome. And she prays for the little things like, and it just has reminded me and increased my faith really. And like, okay, we need to hire uh, social media this, like, okay, we need to like take that to prayer. So we really try to like take all the little decisions to God and to answer your question, full circle, it's been way more adventurous and way better than anything that like our, we could have come up with because we've just done this the whole time. Like, all right, God, and I'm in a summer. I only live in summer, by the way. My house, it's winter. I only wear summer clothes. <laughs> but arms wide open, and it's been so much more adventurous. And I guess, and to me, that's faith. It's like, why even think that your plan is better than where God's going to lead you? So we've just leaned into arms open and God, what do you have? And it's been awesome and challenging, but great. Wow. Amen. Amen. That your story of the anchors and just all of it really gave me chills that when you started talking about the people and their testimonies about nautical bowls, I was like tearing up a bit because just God's goodness of yeah. what he does and that it's for his glory and that he's gonna he's gonna give it to you. And yeah, those fears, man, they are so real. So real. I have that too with faith and gather and just things in my life. And it's like, again, it's it's not our business. It's not, yeah. nothing is ours. It's all him and how amazing. 
And you you mentioned this a little bit, but I'm really interested as a mama, how and you were you are CMO, but now you're kind of stepping away. How have you managed? Because you were a full-time mom, then also having this business. How have you managed all of that? And you have three right now and you want four more. So <laughs> tell me how you've managed it and you know how God's really helped you in that way and where you really see it going yeah. for seven kiddos. Literally by the grace of God, honestly, and God's strength, because I've I've been in a season right now of a lot of reflection that I haven't been able to have because we haven't had the people in the positions to then give me the ability to have that season of reflection and like pause and learning again. So basically from the beginning with just Oliver with one child, it was totally doable. I mean, I, I set boundaries from day one of I'm not going to work in front of my kids. I'm not going to have my phone in front of my kids. If I'm going to do both, I'm going to separate the two and I'm going to make it blocked and I'm going to turn it off when it's time to turn it off. So I've put like all of my effort into turning it off when I need to turn it off. And I turn Bryant off all the time. He'll bring up some nautical bowls conversation while we're around the table with the kids. And I'm just like, sorry, not now. And he's not, he doesn't get offended by that, but he didn't have to ever train his brain to turn off for the kids. But I like in the flip of a, I'm so bad at saying flip of a switch. That's a saying, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So with Oliver, it was way easier. I mean, honestly, with being pregnant with building nautical bowls, I did not stress about the things that pregnant women stress about. I did not worry. I didn't. I literally had no anxiety over my pregnancy because I was like, I don't have time to worry. Like I was doing other things and I had a healthy pregnancy, a great, you know, labor and everything. And I just like see when women stress out so much, I'm like, man, you got to distract yourself with something else. Cause like your pregnancy's great. Everything's fine. So with Ollie, I was able to like, I mean, as a baby and then I'd work when he was sleeping. I'd work when he was napping. Okay. Now child two comes around. Oliver didn't nap starting at two. Then it just, it was just, it's just constantly been transitions and new seasons and new scheduling for me. And it's worked. And now with three kids, I made the decision of like, man, because we hired a director of marketing who has taken over literally, I mean, like everything I was doing on a day-to-day basis. And now I'm in a seat where I get to oversee the big picture conversations and have my hand on like the big changes, the areas where like Bryant and I cannot not be a part of. And with that, I've been able to look at my kids and be like, man, okay, now what? Now what do I do with this extra capacity in my brain that for so long it's been like when they are playing and they're playing really good together, I would go in a different room and I would catch up on emails for like 10 minutes. Or if we're on a walk and they fell asleep in the stroller, we would do nap walks all the time. I do emails the whole time they're nap walking in the stroller. Or when I get my afternoon walk break, it's me doing calls and emails while I'm walking. So I've just basically paired the work with something I'm already doing. So it's not like I have to be sitting down doing the thing. But looking back to and reflecting, like I'm so grateful in the last from 2018 to now, well, I should say 2017 is when we cultivated, but God has like given us community right in front of our face so that we didn't have to go seek community because we didn't have the capacity to. He's given us people and the right like strengths that I'm just like, we could, I could not have done this without God putting the people in our lives that he did and at his right timing. And now I'm like, when I go on a walk, instead of pulling up emails, I'm pulling up like sermons like I used to do a long time ago or 
podcast on health and body. And my sister is in almost done with naturopath med school. So I usually just call her and I'm like, can I like pay you a membership fee to like ask you every question on my mind? <laughs> She's so great. She answers all my questions. She's very smart. So it's been hard. I will not shy away from that. It's been like up and down and um, we have a cold plunge on our deck. I've learned so much about fight or flight mode. And I think that when your body's in constant fight or flight, like it can do a lot. And with being in that mode, I was able to do a lot. But then I had people would look at me and be like, you got to rest. And I'm like, lady, you don't understand that rest for me is going on a walk. Rest for me is my run. Like rest looks a lot different for me than it looks for you. So don't tell me to sit down. <laughs> but like this cold plunging, I've learned that like, you know, your parasympathetic system needs to be reset, you know, so that you're not in this constant distracted stage. And for me, it's not the work, it's this. Like I, I literally despise phones because even if I don't want to be talking to anybody mm -hmm. and I want to be with my kids, there's a text that pops up that instantly distracts you and you think you have to reply. So like long ago, probably three years ago, I put screen time limits on my phone. Like my texts would shut off at eight o'clock. They'd turn back on at 9am and I couldn't get in unless Bryant gave me the passcode. And I did that because I found myself addicted to pulling up Gmail, pulling up like work. And I'd work late into the night and I'm like, I can't, I don't want to do this, but I'm so tempted, but look, I can't get in. So I've tried to, in this new season of having this person in this seat where I'm not having to do as much as I had to do, I literally am ignoring this so much. I'm like, if someone needs to get a hold of me, they know to call me. Like I can't stand texting. I actually never even text. I do voice memos <laughs> because texting hurts my head. So long answer short, different seasons different strengths, different lessons, different ways God has absolutely carried me. And I'm just like feeling so thankful for A, the hard moments where I learned a lot. And it was like, and then the good moments where I'm just like, wow, God, you literally carried us through this season. So probably won't be sustainable for a whole lot longer. I mean, now, I mean, the more kids the further back I get, and then I pop into the things that I really care about, like training at Nautical University and big conversations. Like we're revamping our website. Like I want to be a part of that. And I get to choose those things because God has given me the ability and the people and the business, the ability. So it's, it's good. It's a good place to be. Have you found it hard letting go mm -hmm. of something like your baby? Oh, yeah. Cause I can imagine for me that that would be really, really hard for me to like let go and be like, okay, now this is yours. Oh yeah. I'm like very, um, I don't know what the word is, self-aware. Like I, I do a whole circle of like, I feel this way because that, and then I know I need to do this, but then here's where I'm at. And then people are like, okay. <laughs> so when I, when we hired Brooklyn, I literally told her, I was like, I am going to have a really hard time letting go. And you're going to need to like, hold me accountable. Like you're going to really need to help me in letting go. And she's done a great job in that. But then also when I'm like looking at my beautiful children in front of my face, it gets a whole lot easier to let go of this business and little things I held on to because I'm like, okay, you're kind of way more important, <laughs> except I'm just looking at my kids down here. But really, if I did that right, the kids would be here. <laughs> I'm looking at my dog. She's our first, our first kid. She's at my feet. Love doggies. <laughs> so circling back having conversations with you and then looking at your website, your mottos, your core values seem like you have a ton of high energy and you're just built to just go and experience life and do adventure. 
And I have to say, like, for me, I am so not built that way. So I was like looking at your business and what you've built and like managing the kids and doing all of this. And you say you're drinking from a fire hose. I was imagining myself in that seat and how I probably wouldn't approach things like you have because I'm just not built that way. I like if I'm managing a lot, it's very stressful for me. Yeah. I don't enjoy it as like an adventure and entertainment. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, Lord, like <laughs> this is too much to handle. Right. How have you envisioned your role as you're going through all this, drinking through the fire hose? Has it actually, you know, empowered you? And if so, what does that look like? And in your stress moments, I guess the question for you is like, how have you dealt with the stress moments if you even really get there? Because you seem yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we've gotten there. There's been seasons. I mean, the drinking from the fire hose, it's funny because that saying when it said some people view it as a bad thing and like Bryant and I view that as like a that's how we've – and Bryant hasn't maybe always been that way, but like my whole life I've been like an energizer bunny. Like I just love to do a lot of things. So I've had people my whole life being like, you need a rest. And I'm like, I'm fine. You don't – like you think I need to rest, but I'm doing really well. Like I'm not – on the verge of a breakdown, I like a lot of things. And I do know how to rest. I think outside looking in, people are like, do you ever sit still? And I'm like, just because I don't sit still doesn't mean I'm not rested internally. Like I'm actually very rested internally because the outdoors and moving my body give me that rest. So we have been high energy people always, like my whole life. I mean, I was most outgoing in high school. He was class clowns. Then put us together. And when we got married, I was like – Bryant, um, I feel as if everybody thinks that you're the fun one and now I had to become the boring one and it kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> so when people would be like, oh, it must be so fun being married to Bryant, I'd be like, yeah, here's what I'm hearing. Rachel, you're super boring. Bryant, you're so fun. And so when people would say that, he'd be like, oh, no, you should see what it's like being married to this girl. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is so rehearsed and fake. Um, but we just like – bounce off of that with each other. Bryant rests way differently than I do. Like he loves um, learning like in the background and he's learning now to learn less and abide more in time, like silence with God. Cause sometimes I just shut off everything, but he is like Mr. Podcast and audiobook in an every waking moment, which has taught him so much. I mean, he has taught himself everything in the roles that he's in. Like, it's not like he went, he went to school for communications. He was Goldie the Gopher at the U of M. Like he did well in school, but he never took it seriously. Like he he was a mascot. (laughs) Yeah. We have high energy and rest for me looks like that wasn't even your question, but I'm going into that. It looks like being outside with my kids. It looks like going on a walk. I mean, I could literally walk all day and it would be the best day ever. That's like our favorite question is like, what's Rachel's favorite day? What's Brian's favorite day? And Brian goes through my day beginning to end. And it's like, it literally starts with an activity. And then there's like some nourishment. And then there's another activity. And then there's like laughter and some nourishment. Then we're swimming. Then we're on the boat. And then there's more activity. (laughs) Yeah, I, I need high energy also to keep up with the chaos. But the chaos is never, there. the seasons where it's been too much, I'm like instantly like, I lean into Bryant and he helps a lot. I mean, like we, we could not, and back to your question on how to do mom and business at the same time, wouldn't have even been possible without Bryant and I doing it together. I mean, like right now I'm talking to you and he's watching the three kids upstairs and, or if I have a call or a different opportunity that I am leaving and I'm going on a walk to take, he's probably taking over with the kids. So we've done a lot of co-parenting back and forth. 
less now because I'm way more out of it than I was, but we've done everything. We've balanced kids and business together and couldn't really do it without doing that in a healthy manner. What a blessing that God put both of you guys together with your just high energy, your enthusiasm for life. But we work very differently. And I didn't know that until we started a business together. I thought we like literally thought we were the same person. And then we started creating work, a work plan and a business. And I was like, wow, we are so different. Because <laughs> he's like, dreams, ideas, inspiration. And I'm like, get it done. I'm not talking about tomorrow. Let's get this thing done today. And he did the build out for our first store and he'd be like, well, I got the tile and I couldn't be in the build out because I was pregnant. And he's like, well, we'll finish the tile tomorrow and then I'll hang that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to finish the tile tonight because tomorrow there's like five other things. And then it like, so we're very different in the way that we work (laughs) in a good way. I understand that too. My husband's the same way. He's the finance guy. I'm the marketing, like creative kind of gal, but you need, you need the give and take. But sometimes, yeah, it's just like <laughs> you, you um, step on each other's feet sometimes. Yeah. You need the dreamer and the doer. You can't do one without the other. Yes. Yeah. Amen. When you were talking about yourself, it's so funny. Yesterday, my son brought up dolphins and he asked, how do dolphins sleep? And my husband were like, I don't know. So I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Like how do they actually sleep? So I Googled it. And as you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, don't get offended by this. I was like, you guys are like dolphins. Okay. That's (laughs) actually funny that you said that because you don't know that prior the career path I thought I wanted to take was a dolphin trainer. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So you know how they sleep. They don't actually turn off. They sleep one brain. They turn off one side of their brain. I probably learned that at some point. I did a, I did an internship in the Bahamas. My roommate in college is from the Bahamas. She's my best friend. And she, I visited the Bahamas for two and a half weeks, did an internship as a dolphin trainer, literally loved it so much. And then I realized I don't want to leave Minnesota and we don't have dolphins. So this is (laughs) not the right path. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But no, seriously, they, it's, it's, they turn off one brain, one side of their brain so they still operate the other and then they rest the other side of the brain. And so that just reminded me of, you know, like they're still active, but resting. And so when you were talking about that, I was like, well, God has created, you know, mammals like that, you know, the dolphin that can actually like still move, but rest. And so when you're talking about that, I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, how how beautiful. Maybe that's why I love dolphins so much. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, this has been such a fun conversation for me. Just wonderful to meet you and get to know you. Like I said, you have a place in my heart, in my life, as I have my mama quiet moments and enjoying your delicious bowls that I get to nourish my body and my soul at the same time. So I appreciate that. Um, I want to give a chance for you to tell listeners where they can find your stores, Nautical Bowls, and then where they can connect with you via social media or wherever it may be. So our stores, we have 39 open right now. They're all over the country at the moment. Most are in the Twin Cities. We've got a few in Florida. We have South Carolina, Texas. Um, See, when I was in the day-to-day, I could tell you who was opening when and where they opened and why. And now I'm like, I put that part out of my brain to replace it with something else. (laughs) But also find a location on our homepage on our website, and you can pull up all the locations near you. And getting connected with us, follow us at Nautical Bowls on Instagram is where we do a lot of our, you know, main messaging and marketing and become a loyalty member when you are experiencing our product because every dollar you spend, you get an anchor and after a hundred, you get a free bowl. So it's a good way to be a part of our, you know, earning free product because you're so loyal. Yeah. 
And it's been great. I mean, I'm glad Nauticables has been an awesome thing for you because that's a really rewarding part that we didn't really see coming as a lot of people who couldn't eat can eat at Nauticables. Like, and I'm one of those people I hate eating out because I'm like, I don't know what's in this food and it's making me ill because there's a bunch of crap in here. And there are so many people that like come to Nauticables because they are confident in the fact that I feel good when I eat this. And that's been super, super rewarding to be able to be that product for people on their, on their health journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I do feel good after eating it. I'm like have full, full energy after it. So I love that. It is a full, well-rounded meal and it's a hard thing to replace in the consumer's mind because they see it and they think either ice cream or treat or healthy dessert or snack, but it's like, no, it is a full, well-rounded meal, like 500 to 600 calories in just the dinghy. So you're leaving like filled and energized. Yeah, I can barely even finish a full one, so yeah. it's good. I used to eat really, yachts really when I was pregnant with Oliver. How crazy is that? That's why I say he's so smart. It's because I was on acai his whole pregnancy. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. And before we go, I have one more question for you. Really excited for this because you are just a high-energy gal, and I just see joy radiating from you as we have this conversation. But what brought you joy today? That's an easy one because Sunny, so she's 10 months old. She's our youngest of our three right now. And she is literally the happiest baby. I mean, her name is her everything. Like you go in the, first of all, when I don't get to her first in the morning, I send in one of her siblings to go into her crib. And no matter what, she's like, she's all, she's laughing. She laughs when she's by herself. Like she's just always happy. And it's like, you look at her and you're like, that is the joy of the Lord and the childlike faith and just the way I want to live my day to day. And she's never not joyful. So that's my, I mean, I could say that every day because it's every, that's her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I can totally relate. My Delaney is the same way. And I believe her, her name, I believe, has something to do with light. I'm I'm totally having a mom moment right here, but yeah. something about like joy and light and her name is totally who she is. Oh, so great. yeah, I get that. They teach us a lot, those stinkers. Yeah, thank yes. you. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. See you later. Talk about living life to the fullest. High energy, enthusiasm, hard work, fun, and impact a well-rounded lifestyle that often looks chaotic, but is full of love and God. If you take anything away from this episode, know that you can do hard things and achieve big dreams if you discern God's voice, follow his lead, and let him take the reins with his timing. That is a life lived to its fullest. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If this episode encouraged and inspired you, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.